Yeah, or both. That's why we got oh. the kapow. Nice. <laughs> That's really good. Kind of because of the cap. Kind of because of me. Today on From A to Ziggy, we got a 50% off sale. Come and buy my toys, everybody. Come and buy my toys. Yeah! Toys, 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 toys. Route one on the toy mile. Hello, and welcome to From A to Ziggy, this is a podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name's Thomas. And my name's Travis. And today, we're discussing Come and Buy My Toys, the song from David Bowie's self-titled album in 1967, the Decca album. It's our, our first proper David Bowie debut song. Is this right? I is believe that, so. We've first... done some of the, like, the, the lower third stuff. Yeah. We've done some Davy Jones stuff. But this is the first, like, proper solo debut David Bowie, I think. By Jones. I think you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the first one from this album. The Decca album. Now, some people are cold on the Decca album. Uh, Some people skip it altogether and just start at Space Oddity. It's like when you go back and watch an old TV show and you feel like you can kind of skip the first season. They haven't quite reached, reached their yeah. stride yet. It's like first season Simpsons or first season Parks and Rec. Or like the first 60 episodes of a podcast. Or like the first 60 episodes. Wait a minute. No, you should always listen to every episode of a podcast. Otherwise, you have no idea what's going on. You'll be completely lost. Totally lost. Uh, yeah, Come and Buy My Toys. This is a kind of a folksy ballad? Folksy um, number? Not really a ballad. Yeah, it's, it's sparse, but I, it's, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's quite a ballad. It's kind of... It's kind of playful. He kind of comes off as kind of like like a Willy Wonka for toys. It's a childhood song. Yeah. Kind of a nostalgic song. He starts out, uh, this, is, this is the toy seller. He's sort of inviting all the children to come around and, and buy his toys. He's got all kinds. Of, it sounds like he's got candy, too, speaking of Willy Wonka. He's got gingerbread and uh, sugar horses. What is a sugar horse? No, I think it's this kind of... It, it, if we're gonna, we'll, we'll flash back a couple episodes, or maybe, no, I think it's only an episode, if, uh, uh, to when we were discussing Chingaling. Yeah, yeah, just two days ago. Just a couple days ago, where I think it's just things that are made up. Like there's, again, it's like he wrote things for the purpose of them being examined alphabetically, because this is two very, very similar songs back to back, where mm-hmm. it's like kind of playful, childish, silly stuff. This... Feels a bit more menacing than Chingling for some reason. Is that right? I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the age I've grown up in, how much time I've spent watching Dateline in my life, but like, it just feels menacing. Like, sometimes things are like innocent and childlike, but just feel menacing. What, yeah. Can you elaborate? Do you have... I don't know. It's just like the what tone kind of his menace? voice. Like, it's, it just feels very like... Is he like a Pied Piper? Kind of thing? Yeah. Or is it like a, a pedophile kind of thing? I wouldn't say it's like a pedophile kind of thing. I would say it's almost more like a, I don't know, like a Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. Yeah. He's the evil witch. He's got... Yeah. Well, a gingerbread house. Like the, gin- uh, yeah. like the witch. Which is weird to say, no, no, no. He's not trying to molest children. He's just trying to eat them. He's just trying don't, to eat Don't put it on. Yeah. Don't put him in a weird space. He's just a cannibal, not a child molester. <laughs> okay. So it's okay then. So, so it's okay. Dealing with a cannibal witch oh, I mean, toy that, maker. Okay, I, I should say it. We hear it from A to Z. Don't encourage the consumption of children. Their meat's not that tender not yet, wrong. I would imagine. No, no, because this is morally wrong. It's morally wrong to eat children. But in, as far as song subject matter, if you want to play with dark matter, then... It's dark o- matter? Like in uh, Star Trek? Like in Star Trek. 
happy 50th Star Trek. <laughs> if you're going to play with that kind of, you know, with that kind of stuff, you can get away with writing a song about, like, eating children and having it just sound, like, dark and menacing and fairy tale But, like, you can't really... The song would be less palatable if, you, if he was singing it from a windowless van yeah. than it is if he's singing it from his gingerbread house of doom. Well, the acoustics in those kidnapper vans are just awful. Awful. Can't record a good track in there. Unless you've got the shag carpet going on. Yeah. Then it's much better. Any oozle. <laughs> Coming by my toys. That's probably not his intent at all. He's probably just being a, you know, a very eccentric toy salesman. Sure. But I don't know, man. It just felt weird and menacing. Uh, a vague, kind of hard-to-identify menace. Yeah. Then Dennis the Menace? Like Dennis the Menace. But with less slingshots and less Mr. Wilson. So this is um, Dennis the Toy Seller. This is Dennis the Toy Seller. Dennis the Cannibal Witch Toy Seller is luring children into his shop with the promise of sweets. And uh, he notices a peculiar thing. He notices all the rich, rich men's children running past. He, those are not the children that he's, that he's talking to. He's, he's talking to the, the blue-collar, working-class children the it's ones a poor that are business model <laughs> it's a very poor business model yeah you'd think you want to target yeah. the the rich the rich people yeah, but rich people not great at capitalism or at least dennis the toy maker is at, least not, not, at least not dennis um but rich people don't buy toys from shops for their kids do they they, they go through the sharper image catalog and yeah or whatever sharper image was in 1967 right. which i guess would actually just be the Toy store, or, or the Sears Roebuck. Oh right, that was already a thing. They're uh, so the rich men's father. No, the rich men's children's fathers are running are dressed in hose. That would be the rich men, then I guess. Yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, it could be, it could be completely other fathers that they don't know about. We don't know what the rich men's children's mothers were up to. We don't. They had a lot of time on their hands. But. Uh, Golden hair and mud of many acres on their shoes. These are still the rich men's children, I guess. So being even though they're rich, they, they, they still play out in the fields. They're still mischievous little scamps. They still get their, their shoes muddy, which is, that's, that's good. At least they're not, like, too good to, to play in the fields yeah. with the other kids. Gazing eyes and running wild past the stocks and overstyles, kiss the window, married child, but come and buy my toys. So kissing windows you've seen kids do this right oh yeah all the time that, you know i i think that's this is the thing where they they put their lips up on the window and they make a funny face and they blow and they they push their cheeks out like a chipmunk do kids still do that i think so i remember doing that yeah merry little children merry little it's so children. so such a dear thing such an endearing thing to see a child at your window <laughs> <laughs> kissing just, it just spreading saliva all over it which you know what people who work in shops love is having to rewash their windows because children are sticking their faces on them. The only consolation is that those children are contracting some horrible germs. Yeah. Jokes on you. Children. Children are terrible. We've established this. Children are the worst. Let's see, might as well hunt them for food. Hunt them down. Lure them in. And eat them. So he's talking to the, the, the children of the workers. The, the plowmen, they've plowed the fields with a ram's horn, sowed it with a peppercorn, furrowed with a bramble thorn. This all sounds like really hard stuff to do. It does. It sounds very old-timey, which is weird, because 
I don't know, because so much of his stuff after this was, like, futuristic and forward-thinking, and now it's just kind of like, I'm playing folk music, so I have to be writing about days of yore. Yeah, he hadn't yet reached the point where he's writing a folk song about getting shot up into space. Yeah. This is, this is old-timey stuff. This is Renaissance Fair type stuff. Yeah. It's like the 1960s equivalent of a Mumford & Son song. You're just like, you silly hipster talking of days of yore. They had it hard back then. Plowing the fields with a ram's horn? That sounds awful. Just taking a... Backbreaking. Yeah. It's like, how would you even do it? Like, you have to... I was trying to picture it in my head. I can't, I can't, for the life of me, figure out how that works. Sewed it with a peppercorn? Can you grow peppers from... Is that what peppercorns are? Is it, are they seeds? I don't know. I think that they look like they're seeds. I feel like they must be seeds. Well, if they're anything like corn, corn is a seed, right? Yeah. Is that how that works? And furrowed with a bramble thorn? Like, really hard stuff. How, how big is a th bramble thorn? It's like an inch at the most. So that's tough. That's yeah. a tough life. These are hard-working dudes. Some Charles Dickens stuff. Yeah. Thrashed it with a quill. Like, that's, that's hardcore. Yeah. That's, that, that, you know, that kind of reminds me of the... Um, did you ever read or see the movie of The Phantom Tollbooth? Mm-hmm. The, uh... I remember reading the book when I was in school. What was he called? The Terrible Trivium? Where he has all the trivial tasks? Yeah. You have to, you have to empty this well with a water dropper and then pick through this mountain with a needle and then move one pile of sand from one place to another place but use just a pair of tweezers. It's kind of like that. These are all these, like, really, really difficult tasks made even more difficult or impossible by the instruments that you have to do them. So... That's the world we're living in. This is, this is Dennis, the cannibalistic witch toy seller with a toy shop made of gingerbread who lives in a world where all the poor children's fathers are all faceless goblins. And, and he's just encouraging them to try and buy toys that they can't afford. Maybe that's it. That's, maybe that's the, that's the menacing... Maybe that's the end game. Either way, he's not up to any good. Have. Yeah, they're going to bury themselves in debt, Yeah, these kids, um, before they're even grown up. This is an allegory for college education in America. We've done it. That's it. It's all about burying yourself in debt before you're really mm -hmm. doing grown and responsible enough to cover your costs. That's it. Just get by doing these really impossible, menial tasks. And someone's out there like, hey, come and spend all this money on this stuff. And you're like, I can't afford to spend money on this stuff because I don't make any money for this menial stuff I'm doing. And they go home to their fathers who've been plowing the fields and like, I want these toys. And they're like, we can't afford these toys. Go play with your rock. <laughs> no, the dad's using the rock. He <laughs> <has to laughs> play with your rock when I'm done using it to cook dinner. Yeah, it's, it's the soup rock. <laughs> <laughs> go play with your thumb puppets. I feel like even that's an extravagance. I mean, it really is just their thumbs. It's literally their it's thumbs. It's literally just their thumbs. And they're making voices while moving their thumbs. Yeah. Sometimes, if it was a really productive month, they could afford just a little bit of ink to dab a face on there. When mom's not using their thumbs to, to hold the yarn, to yeah. hold the thread, to make a cambric shirt. Maybe that's how they made the face puppets, was with their uh, yarn-holding wounds. Yeah. Dad's busy with the rocks, so we each play with our thumb wounds. <laughs> uh, 
Speaking of cambric shirts, eventually these children will grow up, they will own a cambric shirt, they will work their father's land, but it's not quite that time. Yeah. They get to play in the market square. I know you're mad I can't buy you the slinky right now, but someday you'll get a cambric shirt and you'll go plow a field, so it'll all be worth it. <laughs> what is a cambric shirt? Uh, you could probably Google it, but probably it's, is it even worth it? It's the internet. We can just speculate. It's a... It's, it's an old-timey shirt. Old-timey shirt. It's an old-timey fancy shirt. I guess it's probably not a fancy shirt if the working class are wearing it. Yeah. Or maybe it's like their one nice shirt. It'll be a thing they own. That's the, that's the joy that they'll have in yeah. just having a belonging. So, and that's, and that's that. They'll, uh, eventually you'll, you'll grow up, you'll work the fields, but not yet. You've got some time. Come and buy my toys. Yes. It's a nostalgic children's song. This is a theme on this album, too. There's a lot of, a lot of children's songs. They all looked, look back wistfully on that, that stage that we all go through, that mm. stage of life that you, you, want, you want over so quickly while you're in it, but uh, once it's gone, it you long for it again. And just, you just can't, you can't ever have it again. Yeah. But you can imagine, you can dream, you can make nostalgic songs like this about it. Or then you... Again, earning a wage and go and spend that money buying toys that you had when you were a kid. Do you, are or you always wanted? Are you? Have you bought toys in your I, adult life? In my adult life, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I have also pined for toys that I couldn't afford because apparently old toys are super valuable now. Yeah. I uh, so we were talking when you got here about uh, this, this vintage store in West Virginia that I, I've been to a couple times, and. They had the uh, the mint condition Ninja Turtles van for like eighty bucks, and they had a uh, they had the plastic um, the proton pack, oh. the Ghostbusters proton pack that I That's... had when I was a child, and I don't know what happened. My, my dad probably got rid of it years and years and years ago. One hundred and fifty dollars for a proton pack. Does it still fit you if an, if you're an adult? It probably would it have been on very small, but that's the thing. You could wear it. You you wore it, and. It had the the little gun oh, yeah. that's attached to it. Yep. And what is it? It it lights up or it, so the, attached by like a little like plastic hose so you could like pull you know draw like like a real yeah. Ghostbuster. Yeah, and on the end, it just had styrofoam that looked like the streams. Yeah. I lost my styrofoam very fast. It broke very fast because yeah. I played with it constantly. That was a cool toy. Um, I had a lot of Ghostbusters toys as a kid. Yeah. Now I'm like slowly trying to buy more as an adult. Yeah, I saw your Ecto-1 <laughs> well, I got, Yeah, I got that for Christmas this past year. So as a, as a 33-year-old man, I sat in my living room and put the Lego Ecto-1. It took me like five hours to do. <laughs> Went by like that. It was a really... Uh, like I sat down at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I just like had a day off from work. And I like sat down early in the afternoon, put on some records, and started building it. Next thing I knew, Abby was coming home from work at like 5.30. I was like, almost done, but not quite. <laughs> Cannot stop. Yeah. This means something. <laughs> uh, we're in a room with a number of toys. There's, there's, there's some shelves here. You've just done some moving, and I, yes. I see a an, an inflatable triceratops. <laughs> and then um, I'm seeing something that looks like a toilet paper roll with Ghostbusters. Oh. Oh, so you didn't do the, uh, did you go to the Lantern Parade? Have you been to Lantern Parade since you... Oh, Hyde Park Ave. 
Um, have you been to the Lantern Parade since you've been in JP? Yeah, that's so. This there's a it's the harvest thing where kids build all the lanterns. Yeah, so that's my lantern from last year. I see. So it's a semi-translucent. Yeah. Thing. So you put the thing in there and it, you put the candle in it. It's all lit up really cool. I see Slimer and the symbol, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and ghost. then on the other side. Marshmallow Man. Yeah, we'll put this up on Instagram so you guys can see uh, Travis's toy. Yeah, Slimer came out a little terrifying. But, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was from that. Um, so what, did you have any? Do you have any beloved childhood toys? I was a big Transformers nut. Yeah. When I was a kid, a lot of those are coming back. There's a lot of a lot of nostalgia for. You know, you know, one thing that inspires nostalgia more than anything else is childhood. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are nostalgic about their childhoods. I don't know if you notice. This. Yeah. And I'll admit, like, I've definitely it. found myself falling into YouTube sucks of just, like, commercials for childhood toys. Oh, yeah. Like the old Micro Machines commercials. I don't know if you remember those with the fast talking guy. With the guy. fast talking guy? Yeah. 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 Master the Masters of the Universe commercials. Masters of the Universe. Transformers commercials. Where they're just they're just so excited. Yeah. Star Wars toys commercials. For yeah. All the big ships. Yeah. Those oh. are cool. But it's cool. It's it's very comforting. Yeah. In a, in a strange way. To have those that connection. Yeah. Come and buy my toys. Come and buy my toys. Come and buy my toys. You mentioned fairy tales earlier. Um, Nursery rhymes. This is kind of a nursery rhyme. There's an old nursery rhyme called the, A Toyman's Address that starts out just like, pretty much like this one. Smiling girls, rosy boys, here come by my little toys. Mighty men of gingerbread crowd my stall with faces red. That's how this old nursery rhyme starts. And then uh, much of the song is sort of a pastiche of, uh, of bits from old folk ballads. There's... There's one called the Cambric Shirt, uh, which has an, a variant, but a better known variant called Scarborough Fair, Parsley Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. Simon and Garfunkel did a version of that, right? Yeah. There's yeah a lot of the bits from this song come from from the versions of of that song, the Cambric Shirt. Make me a Cambric Shirt without any seams or needlework. Hang it on a thorn. Buy me an acre of land between the water and the sea strand and reap the ground with a hummingbird feather, thrash it against a wall without any grain falling on the floor. Those kinds of things. It's all impossible things. The point of it is all for these things to be impossible to do. There's a couple versions of the song. The one that Simon and Garfunkel do, it's this guy, he's talking about, um, there's the seamstress at Scarborough Fair. And, and he says, tell her to do all these impossible things and then we'll be together again. Meaning, in other words, they'll, it's it's through between yeah. the two of them. It's just not going to happen. But uh, the other version of it, the cambric shirt, is one where it's a customer of the seamstress. He wants this cambric shirt, but it can't have any seam marks or needle marks. No needlework, no seams. And, and he, he also he has a few other things that he's asking her to do that are just impossible. All these impossible things. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. She tells the messenger, yeah. Go tell him when he does all these things, you know, grows a whole acre of land with just one piece of corn and binds it all with heather and threshes it without any 
uh, stuff falling to the ground. When he does that, then he'll get his shirt. It's less of a it's less of a lover's impossible Herculean tasks. Kind yeah, of thing, just sort of more like a sarcastic artisan. I wish I, that had occurred to me. When this shirt with no seams thing, it makes me think of that. There, I feel like there was a guy that came into Licks a lot who would order a macchiato with no foam. Yeah. And every time, all I could think was, that's a, just a shot of espresso. <laughs> By definition, that has foam. What's the weirdest drink request you've had weirdest as a barista? You're a barista. That might Background. be. You're a barista. Yeah. And you've you've served some pretty particular. I've made a lot of coffees. Customers. Maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't get into this in case. That might be the weirdest. So listening. here's my here's my weirdest order because I this is before I was a barista. This is when I worked at a deli and this woman used to come in and she would get a meatball sandwich, but instead of getting it like on a roll like most people, she would just get it like on two slices of wheat bread and she would get pickles and I can't remember what the other thing was, but it was just this, like, this really weird combination. And it grossed me out every time. Might have just been meatballs and pickles. I don't know. That sounds delicious. It just felt weird to me. It just felt weird and not right. It felt wheat and not rye? It did feel wheat and not rye. So, come and buy my toys. In the ballads, the Scarborough Fair, the cambric shirt, all of these are like impossible things. Things, and they're like, it's a test, you know? This, this is never going to get done. So I'll just say it and not expect it to get done. But in Bowie's version of it, it's sort of a, he's sort of sincere. He's very sincere and earnest. It's kind of uh, charming. It's innocent. It's sincere. It's nostalgic from the toy, pellets, toy seller's point of view. He's like, he's looking back. Yeah, these, these are, this is what the adult world is like, kids. Uh, it's, it's magic. It's all magic. Mm. We, all, we all do these impossible things. And someday you will too. Yep. Every day is magic. Well, that's what you have to tell to kids. Yeah. So that they'll have any, any drive at all to, to continue growing up and not just wander into a cannibal's yeah. gingerbread house on purpose one day and just say, I give up. I don't want to be a grown-up. I guess that's what I'll... Just, just how I'll start spinning it when I'm at work. Someday, kids, this could be you. Dennis, the cannibalistic witch toy shop owner yes has the final word come and buy my toys shall we give a yelp review to his toy shop yes how is yelp how is... what are the what are the units for yelp yelp is pretty straightforward stars so my yelp review of this toy shop i would say enthusiastic salesmanship um maybe a little off-putting but passionate um really into ram's horns for some reason i Maybe would go back two and a half stars. I uh, I was impressed with the uh, the genuine atmosphere that's that's presented, as artificial as as it must be in in this in these times. Uh, to have a constantly rotating supply of uh, sugar horses and painting them red every morning in preparation for for uh, the business day. I was impressed by that, um, but I felt like my interactions with the service staff didn't go anywhere. I walked out not actually buying any toys or consuming any gingerbread monkeys. So I, uh, I have to give it kind of a below average score. I'd give it um, two Yelps, a Yelp Yelp. A double Yelp? A yelp, double, yelp. yeah. Just a yeah, modest double Yelp. 
on uh, on this one. All right then. Well, that's yeah. probably gonna do it. Yeah. It's good that we were able to to you know we've been talking for a while a now, while, yeah. and uh, I didn't think we'd have that much to say about this yeah, song. It's a pretty simple song. It's uh, turned out to be quite the. That's I mean when you're an adult, that's the whole point of toys, right? Is they're excellent conversation pieces. Yeah, and uh, by some odd chance coincidence, we've uh, we're talking about a song called Conversation Piece next time on From A to Ziggy. You can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at From A to Ziggy. Subscribe via iTunes, via Stitcher, via Google Play. You can find us at all those places. Leave us a review and a rating. And uh, my name's Thomas. And my name is Travis. Now, where's that Cambridge shirt? True.